Spoken Word, half an hour of poetry and performance, your connection to Melbourne's grassroots poetry scene, the voice of those of us who have nothing but our voices. As a child, a mummy's boy from an Italian family, my Maltese piano teacher introduced me to the three B's. Bach, Beethoven, Brahms. Look at the music, you lazy little boy. When I was your age, I used to practice ten hours a day. There's only one thing for your sloppy spaghetti fingers, a good, solid prelude and fugue by Bach. Drillen an die Fingerpraschen, drillen an die Fingerpraschen, brocken an die Armen, Deutsche brocken an die Armen, steppen an die Gussen oder steppen an die Gussen oder drillen an die Fingerpraschen, drillen an die Finger. No, 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 you have to play with feeling, with feeling. Only Beethoven can give you feeling. Ta, 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 Freud und Schönberg, Götter, Funken, fielen aus der Funkengatt. Rauschen, fielen, rauschen, fielen, schnell, schnellen beetroot. All this dreadful modern music, it's full of discords. There's nobody any good after Brahms. Gute Nacht, bitte tat, auf den Musikalischton. Gute Nacht, auf Wiedersehen, closen eyes, mein Lieder. Ah, Dolph. Ein deutsches Requiem. Community Radio 3CR, this is the Spoken Word Program and I am Santo Cazzati. And after my little tribute poem to some of the greats of German music, we heard the beginning of Beethoven's revolutionary Fifth Symphony, conducted with historically informed approach and actual instruments of the period by the eminently revolutionary Roger Norrington. Yeah, that uh, really was revolutionary in its day. Not like um, those button-down audiences that uh, listen to this music these days at the concert halls. Um, okay, the the spoken word revolution continues here on 3CR, and my guest on the program today 
is Ella Fornalska, who in fact has joined the Spoken Word team of presenters here at 3CR. She will be continuing in our tradition of presenting the finest spoken word this city has to offer in programs of her own soon enough. But she is a poet in her own right, so I wanted to feature that aspect of her work in this program, knowing that she, like the other three presenters of Spoken Word here at 3CR, namely Peter Davis, Di Cousins and George O'Hara, will not be so shamelessly immodest as I am when it comes to self-promotion of one's own poetry. So, anyway, Ella, for this half hour at least, the airwaves are given over to you and your poetry. Welcome to 3CR, Ella Fornalska. Thanks very much, then, too. Okay, well, um, we don't know very much about you, so uh, I, I, I guess I, uh, you know, I could sort of Facebook you or Google you or something. I don't know what I'd come up with, but I think I'd, I'd rather leave it in, for you to autobiographize yourself in your own words, and you can, you know, censor yourself as much as you like. You know, this is Community Radio Three CR. So tell us something about yourself, Ella. I think I've always just been really attracted to language and communication uh, and discovered poetry early uh, and wrote um, poems to console myself uh, through difficult times, particularly those real angsty teenage years, Um, and then uh, discovered German um, by going to Austria um, uh, when I was about 16 and wrote a little bit when I was there as well. Um, and then, you know, at uni, uh, studying um, linguistics, and but always really having that poetry through the writing um, and getting discovering the scene early in my um, in my twenties and and writing uh, chapbooks and scenes. Oh wow! Hold those thoughts because uh, there's a lot of things I want to ask you about there. But just first of all, you're talking about angst and teenage years and stuff like that. Uh, I don't know what you're like now, but um, did you feel then, uh, and do you feel now? Question in two parts: uh, that uh, the consolation or cathartic quality of poetry in in helping you to deal with angst situations is uh, a major role, the major role of poetry, uh, or what? I think it can have that role. And I think certainly early in my writing, um, uh, well, I'd, I'd want to say career, but sort of writing life, I guess, is a better way to say it. It certainly did. When I read over my poems, it's it's nearly, um, it's very confronting for myself. It's nearly like reading diaries. And I'm sure other people feel like that too. And, and um, it can certainly have that quality. Mm. What about, um, uh, are there any other um, things that poetry can do that are not um, consolatory or cathartic? Definitely, yeah. I think that that's another aspect of my poetry which is quite different to um, the longer stuff is the haiku. I find that that can be really, um, if you if you sort of a really classical haiku, you can totally take yourself out of it and it's really being in the moment and nearly like a, um, a, a photographer or and really getting into that kind of Zen tradition. Yeah, the the focus on the present moment and and the the um, what am I looking? The word I'm looking for is uh, it's almost like the abstract, almost like um, um, not not involved, sort of almost like not human even. Um, you mm. mentioned uh, Germany there mm. um, and and uh, going to Austria or something like that when you were a teenager. Um, I'm just interested also in that experience, like uh, how it impacted on you. 
uh, as a person, perhaps, and how that might have affected your writing at the time. Mm, yeah, absolutely. It was it was quite a I, I would probably say quite traumatic, um, but also incredibly formative um, because I had a natural ability for the language. Like before I went there, I really didn't like it, and that may be my background. Like I actually have Polish background, and my grandparents were in concentration camps and um yeah but for whatever reason I really didn't like it at all and petitioned to give it up earlier than I was allowed to at school (laughs) and then you know fell in love with the exchange student um in year 10 and and that just took me there um and so um but it was really tough you know it was a huge culture shock I didn't have the language but I think I had a real ear for it and so then you know went on to study it and major in it and so of course I've taken that into my writing. That is absolutely amazing. That's an amazing story. Um, that leads me to, well, one of the main reasons that I, I wanted you as a guest uh, is, is because um, not that long ago I heard uh, um, a poem of yours which, um, well, which I heard uh, and saw written both in English and in German. It's called uh, Treehouse in English or Baumhaus in German. Uh, and I've got to ask you this because I haven't had a chance to ask you um, – when, when you conceived that poem, did you actually think of it in both languages or did you think of it in one language and then translate it into the other? That's a really great question uh, because with um, bilingual poetry, that is an aspect. You know, do you translate and stick true to the meaning or do you um, try to keep the melody of the poem? And so a lot of things are at play. And if a poem is written by one author, is it written as a bilingual poem originally or translated? I've actually written a poem that was really considered from the beginning that it would be a bilingual poem and it was originally written in German, whereas with this one it was totally considered to be an English poem, interestingly. Yeah, and then I just thought about, oh, I think this could work in German and set it as a, um, a project for one of my students as I'm a, I teach um, English to migrants and had a, um, an Austrian migrant and she, I knew that she liked poetry. So we spent a fair amount of time on it together. So it was really a joint translation and, and I learned a lot more about the poem through that process. Well, enough prattle from the two of us. Look, that's really uh, got my appetite going. I I want to hear this Treehouse, Baumhouse poem. So uh, I'd like to hear it, first of all, in English so that uh, all of us um, can actually um, hear what it's actually about because most of us will be English speakers. So we'll hear uh, your poem, Treehouse, in English. Treehouse. Do you want to rise above, inferior, superior, this situation, this conversation, this time, this place? Do you want to take it to new heights, care about what matters, not what's the matter, rise above the immediate irritation, stimulation? Do you want to rise on the breath, hear the constant stillness above the noise? I have a treehouse deep in the forest, above the bush, high in the sky. It's a safe space in yellow light. Windows let in the sun. A double hammock hangs, envelops me in a swing of slumber. The night holds a dark moon so we can dance with no lights. Move to our own beat. I listen to my nocturnal heart and obey its pulse. It's all I can hear and feel. I can see your silhouette and you see mine. 
We give each other space to throw our bodies around and pound our chests against the evening air. We cry hot little tears of joy, let them ooze out of our eyes and slide down our faces. I will draw you a map to my treehouse. It's the only way you'll find it. It's at the top of a grand old oak, firmly rooted in the dirt. Its trunk is solid. I'll lower the ladder when you get here. My treehouse will protect you from the addiction and affliction of out there. I will only draw you a map if you give me your word that you'll come alone and you won't show anyone my X-marked spot. This is my secret place, our ethereal space, my om money ped me home, and I am willing to share it with you, all in exchange for your word. Do you want to visit me in my treehouse? So that's what it was all about in English, which 99% of our listeners could understand. Now, we'll hear it in German, which will be understood by probably not much more than 1% of our listeners, but the remainder of us who don't know German can still appreciate its vocal qualities while at least knowing what it's all about. And um, as it's coming from the same voice, that of its author, Ella Fornalska, we may even be able to detect similar vocal intonations in both languages. Uh, and, of course, there's always a few German words recognisable to English speakers, like, uh, let's see here, uh, dieser Situation, dieser Konversation. Okay. How's my German there, Ella? Is that... It's pretty good, Santo. Pretty good, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, okay. oh, well, just Musical ears, that's all it is. <laughs> I think I did one, one term of German in year seven. <laughs> um, okay, so here is um, Treehouse in German. Baumhaus. Möchtest du hinaufschweben, untergeordnet, übergeordnet, diese Situation, diese Konversation, diese Zeit, diesen Platz? Möchtest du die neue Hörer nehmen, drauf achten, was es macht, nicht was ist los, hinaufschweben, die unmittelbare Irritation, Stimulierung? Möchtest du hinaufschweben, am Atem die konstante Stille hören, über dem Lärm. Ich habe ein Baumhaus, tief im Wald, über den Bäumen, hoch im Himmel. Es ist ein sicherer Raum, in gelbem Licht. Fenster lassen die Sonne ein. Eine Doppelhängematte hängt, umschlingt mich in einen schlingenden Schlummer. Die Nacht hält ihren dunkleren Mond. So können wir tanzen, ohne Licht, uns in eigenen Rhythmus bewegen. Ich höre auf mein nächtliches Herz und folge den Puls. Er ist alles, was ich fühle und höre. Ich sehe deine Unrisse und du siehst meine. Wir geben uns Raum, werfen unsere Körper herum und hemmen unsere Brüste gegen die abendliche Luft. Wir weinen, kleine heiße Tränen, vor Freude, Lassen Sie aus den Augen herausquellen und unser Gesicht hinuntergleiten. Ich zeichne ein Bild zu meinem Baumhaus. Er ist der einzige Weg, den du finden wirst. Es ist auf der Spitze einer uralten Eiche, fest angewürzelt in den Boden. Sein Stamm ist solid. 
ich lasse dir die Leiter hinunter, wenn du ankommst. Mein Baumhaus wird dich beschützen vor den Sucht und den Kümmer da draußen. Ich werde dir nur ein Bild zeichnen, wenn du mir dein Wort gibst, dass du alleine kommst und dass du niemanden meinen ex markierte Schatz zeigst. Das ist mein geheimer Platz, unser heimlicher Raum, mein Om Money Ped Me Home. Und ich bin gewillt, diesen mit dir zu teilen. Alles in Austausch für dein Wort. Möchtest du mich in meinem Baumhaus besuchen? Beethoven there from Roger Norrington and the London Classical Players. Yes, that's what they're called. That's a, a bit of the scherzo from the pastoral symphony there. Playful, enticing, just like Ella Fornalska's treehouse, her Baumhaus. Um, I guess all this German poetry is the reason I'm playing so much Beethoven today. Ella Fornalska, the latest addition to our team of presenters here at 3CR Spoken Word, is my guest today. I am Santo Katsati, the saint of Melbourne poetry here on Community Radio 3CR. Now, Ella, I want to try an experiment. Now, you've got a great little short poem there called Love Letter to Language. I want you to read it, but I also want to read it. It's uh, kind of my own love letter to the human voice and uh, how two different voices reading the same words may end up saying something quite different. Now, let me assure you, listeners out there, this has not been rehearsed. I have only seen the words on the page. I've not heard how Ella reads her poem, and she has not heard how I read it. So so um, just the agonizing decision, who is going first? Look, there's only one way to do this. We toss a coin. Oh, I've only got five cents in my wallet. Okay. Anyway, it's still got a heads or a tails. So heads, I go first. Tails, you go first. Tails, you go first. Love letter to language. Punctuate me. Slow me down. Sift these thoughts. Make sense of me. Edit verbosity. Allow ellipsis. Hold me in a cup of stillness. Press commas into my chest. Insert brackets around my heart. Love letter to language. Punctuate me. Slow me down. Sift these thoughts. Make sense of me. Edit verbosity. Allow ellipsis. Hold me in a cup of stillness. Press commas into 
my chest. Insert brackets around. Open parenthesis. My heart. Close parenthesis. On three CR on spoken word. That was fun. It was in fact love letter to language by today's guest on the program Ella Fornalska. Now, one of the reasons I'm happy about our spanking new team here at 3CR Spoken Word is the much better gender balance. Uh, Our founder, the late and much-missed Rhonda Jankovic, winner of the Spirit of 3CR Award the week she died in 2012, was horrified at the thought that her baby, Spoken Word, would ever become a sausage factory, as she would say, dominated by male voices. Uh, Thankfully, we have two female presenters, two male presenters, and myself as a saint can try to claim gender-neutral status. Now, um, Ella, you have a strong and celebratory poem there called Army of She, which seems to celebrate not only the power of women, but also the cathartic power of dance seems to be alluded to, which um, all makes it a very exciting poem for me. So please go ahead and read it. Army of She I wear a bulletproof vest over my chest and my heart beats hard. I can erect a fortress of good vibrations at the clap of my hands. I shine bright like a diamond, light up the dark, unbreakable now. I died a thousand deaths and was transformed under intense pressure and heat. 80 kilos of a man produces 2.5 of ash, which produces 0.2 grams, a one-carat dead diamond, but I'm still breathing. I'm a warrior on the floor, I emerge from the dark, Restored, renewed, bendy, loose, relaxed, ready. Mother courage awakened. I stop the lights, make a blood moon, so we can dance, dance, dance. I'm slaying dragons and take on yours. The she is in me, rearing and writhing, girl a go-go. He asks me if I can control the weather. I say yes. I have superpowers now. Dance has mended me. I am the ruling queen. I run my world. Thank you. 
voice of one of the power women of Latin music, the salsa queen Celia Cruz, and the song she made famous, Bemba Colora. A pity we couldn't see her dance as well as hear that uh, glorious voice. Uh, I've seen her incredibly energetic dance routines when she sings. They, they were breathtaking, even when she was in her 70s. This is Spoken Word on 3CR. Well, we are coming to the end of this program. Our guest has been Ella Fornalska. As the latest recruit to this program's team of presenters, Ella will, of course, be bringing in guests of her own and producing her own programs, and I'm greatly looking forward to these. But, uh, Ella, I just wanted to ask you, um, appropriately for this occasion, what actually got you interested in radio presentation in the first place? Um, I think that it's been something that's evolved. Um, as I've we've touched on, I've always sort of been interested in communication and the voice. And so I've just probably over the last year started to really think about radio and started to look around at different voluntary um, opportunities and just that conversation that we had at the end of the Immigration Museum um, gig. It, w- it was really great and it was just wonderful to be invited to do this opportunity. And I'm so glad that out of all the community radio stations in Melbourne, you chose us. <laughs> Wonderful. So um, um, uh, you're ready and raring to go to make your own programs, which will be happening soon enough. Um, what what um, are your aims in these programs? What do you want to get out of them? Oh, that's a really good question. I think that it will evolve, like my sort of style, as opposed to listening to like your style and Peter's style. Um, but I think I've been like, um, just inspired um, by the community generally, like the spoken word community. And uh, I think like one of my guests is going to be Alicia sometimes. And I really love listening to her when she had her program on Triple uh, R. Um, and so I, w- I would, but what I would really like to bring to mind is that sort of the language side of it. So the bilingual aspect and looking at things like haiku as well, um, that's something I'm really excited about. Wow. Um, I mean, it could go yeah, evolving. You're right about that. It could just go on forever and ever. And Alicia sometimes, ah, yes, we're stealing her away from Triple R. That's fantastic. Um, I'm, I'm even more excited now hearing that because um, our, our presenters all do different things and that's absolutely fantastic. What, what can I say? I'm, I'm lost for words. Um, but that's all right. We're allowed to be lost for words on 3CR, um, you know, because we're community down-home radio. We're real people. We're not Rupert Murdoch media. Um, anyhow, welcome. Good wishes for your endeavours, Ella Fornalska. Have I said your name enough times on this program <laughs> today? I always thought that, you know, sledgehammer repetition gets the point home to the listeners. Um, you've been my guest on 3CR Spoken Word, and uh, why don't you finish off with one last short one? Retreatness. Sleep. Drop into me. Sink down my chakras. To my base. Come to meet me where I am. Make my limbs heavy. Stop my hands and feet. Switch me to silent mode, without vibrations. Show me a blood moon that's been clouded over for too long. Illuminate yourself to me. Soak me in my own deep red. A quick word about some live poetry gigs in Melbourne. The Dan O'Connell Hotel Carlton has poetry on every Saturday afternoon and Passionate Tongues is at the Brunswick Hotel every second Monday night. Westward happens out at the Dancing Dog Cafe in Footscray twice a month on Sunday afternoons. 
All these gigs have open mics, so um, if you want to try your hand at sharing your work with others, you can do that. Uh, but you don't have to. You can uh, just go to listen if you want to, and that's a pretty comfortable space for some people too. Now, there's one way that you can actually uh, find out about uh, not just those gigs that I mentioned, but uh, pretty much all poetry gigs in Melbourne. Check out the spanking website, melbournespokenword.com, and you can find out a lot more. That's melbournespokenword.com. It's just those three words all in lowercase, uh, which you type in. And don't forget my gig, the coolest, grittiest, smartest, swingingest poetry gig in Melbourne, on or near the last day of every month. It's at the House of Bricks, corner of Bud and Keel Streets, Collingwood. House of Bricks, PJ'd by me, Santo Katsati. PJ means poetry jockey, in case you are wondering. So if you want to know more about that, just type House of Bricks Spoken Word on Facebook. That's House of Bricks Spoken Word on Facebook. 3CR Spoken Word is on every Thursday morning, 9 to 9.30, 8.55 on the AM dial and web-streamed on www.3cr.org.au. We also do podcasts. Okay, I'll I'll sign off the same old way and I'll put on my totally insincere and fabricated radio voice for it. Until next time, this is Santo Cazzati signing off and shutting down. Sé que amor te da, se quedó sin amar. Tal vez quien 